This is Dantel, and I'm here to argue with Wild America. Let's get it. Good fam, it's your boy Rainy Vision all the way from the west side. Make sure you stay tuned in right now to Wild America. Yo, this is Wild America, and people think because they see me in this awesome 927 Mobile Cigar Lounge doing this awesome I'm Here to Argue podcast that I am part owner of this luxurious Mobile Cigar Lounge, but I'm not. It is the one, the only DJ Kelvin, Calvin Moss. You all know him as the Cowboy Fan, Cowboy Man. But yes, for all occasions, uh, bachelor parties, baby showers, family reunions, cookouts, music events, you name it, man. The 927 Mobile Cigar Lounge can give you a look like no other, and it can bring something else to the table. So check them out on Facebook, on Instagram, on my page. Get with them. Book them. It's all kinds of specials that go with this, man. And you know my favorite saying, you don't have to go to the cigar bar when the cigar bar can come to you. So get your drinks, get your sticks, get in the mix, and it's all good, baby, baby. Thank you for checking out the I'm Here to Argue podcast. And you know what I love to do. Cats, dogs, frogs, and hogs. I'm here to argue with all y'all in the 927 Mobile Cigar Lounge. Where it goes down. Sir, I've seen, this, on, seen this dope cat straight out of California. 
I don't know if he's from California. That's where he's at to set up shot, set up base on plate. But he doing his thing out there, basketball hooper. Seen his one of his videos. I said, man, I got to put that on all Pierce highlights right now. That was smoking hot right now. So appreciate that's you. What, that's what social media is about: networking, collabing, meet people, playing you guys' music, and let people who didn't know who you are. Hear your music and, and maybe add that today real. Add that today stuff. You know what I'm saying? I wanna you know, that's what it's for, you know? Absolutely. That's what Sorry. it's for. So I wanna get two dope artists and me, you know, people who know me, I used to, you know, record and be real heavy in the music myself now and I just love promoting the craft. When people talented, they talented. And I just wanna help push it. So blessing to you. Well, Randy Vision, where are you from? Are you from California? Uh, yeah, I'm from California, a little bit outside of uh, L.A., a city called uh, Victorville. Um, moved to L.A., which is only like an hour away. So I moved to L.A. about uh, 10 years ago, right after I finished graduating from college and uh, just continued to pursue my career in music. What you go to college for? Uh, criminal justice, pre-law. Uh, totally different background. Uh, when like I got it. there, yeah, <laughs> I got there. My my main goal was just to get in college. You know, I, I got through college uh, as an athlete. I got a track scholarship. Walked on a basketball team. Um, so, and I was making music at the same time. I just wanted to make sure, you know, my mom was happy. I got a degree at the end of the day. But my main passion has always been music and, and sports. Okay. Okay. Duntell, what 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 made you get into the music, man? I know your family. We are related, so I know that talent is already in there. But what yeah, made man. you just decide to go ahead? Like I want to pursue music, man. It's just in the blood, bro. Like I remember, you know, growing up, we'll listen to the radio. You had your your basic genres of music: R and B, hip hop. You know, you hip hop. But I remember, like the first time, I was probably like seven, eight. I was in Walmart and Beethoven for like the first time at a Walmart. And I was just like, it was like a trance almost. And I was just fascinated with like classical music. So um, once I was blessed enough to get like a keyboard, that really tapped me in, into the music world beyond just like the genres that we're used to, you know, hearing up. So okay. That's what got me into like producing. I was always producing before I started like pinning stuff, but. I realized, you know, I had a lot to say, apparently. So, there we are. Facts. Fact. Well, well, let yeah. me let me throw this out. I don't have the cigars on deck today. I got the nice Stella Rosa Pineapple 1917. Got, got some good wine today. Um, you know what I'm saying? I like to promote a drink or promote, you know, whatever's going on, whatever I got in the mix. So, today I got some nice white. I guarantee this is going to taste sweet. And good, you know what I'm saying? So it's going to happen, Stella Rose. Y'all keep taking my pictures and not paying me, but y'all keep posting what I post, man. What's up, Stella Rose? I'll let you boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going straight out the gate. If y'all have been on the I'm Here to Argue podcast, I like to always do my homework and do some things. But today, I just got a bunch of debates I want to throw out here. First off, I want y'all, let's talk about this new Billboard poll that came out, the, the new Billboard greatest hip-hop group of all time uh, thing that just came out. 
That's a board for that? Did y'all see that new poll that came out? They just did a new article? No, I didn't see it, but yeah. I'm going to tell you who they got in the top 10. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go. All right. I'm going to start from 10 all the way up, okay? Okay. All right. So, bump bill. So, I'm going to throw a number. Number 11, all-time hip-hop group. All-time. Migos is left. Mm. Roots number ten. Okay. De La Soul nine. Wow. Salt and Pepper eight. Mm. Eric B. Rocky M seven. Public Enemy six. Run DMC five. Trial Call Quest four. NWA three, mm. Wu Tang Clan two, and Outcast is one. Outcast got mm. one. Period. Period. Yeah, and I also think Migos should be a little bit higher. I think Migos should be a little higher. It's, it sounds like they're basing it off of uh, Impact. Okay. I feel like maybe Migos should be just a tad bit higher. Let me ask you. Okay. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a be the devil's advocate here. Okay, I don't think Outcast should be one, but I think I will put him in the top five. And I'm gonna ask a question about Migos. How many albums do they have together? How long is their tenure? I'll give them about five to seven years. So they probably they got about five seven albums. Uh, five five at the minimum. Albums, I don't know about albums, but ten years they got five to seven years of putting out music. Let's just say that. I don't right. Know about and nowadays, in today's term, that's an album every year. But in the right. Outcast, other years you do an album every two years. You getting mm-hmm. like all they squeezing everything they can out of album. Okay, so right. I'm gonna say Outcast. I think they are top five. The reason I won't put them top. In my in my number one now number one don't say yes top. yes yes number yes one. <laughs> yes I'm gonna say this I believe I would have put Wu Tang mm. first and I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna down this I think if you t- really talking about a collective of a group in the nineties no limit should have been there yeah. Yeah, no mm. limit. I'm talking as a collective. Like, if we talk as groups, we're talking about the whole, like, everybody's album was like a group project album. If you get what I'm saying? Like, if you yeah. listen to a Masterpiece album, every song, it may be like 20 songs, and every song got three people on them at the minimum. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got Mystical almost on every track. You got, you had all of them on the track, but I'm just going to say they someone, okay, so this is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Wu Tang, Tribe Called Quest, Outcast. I'm a, I gotta go Tribe Called Quest as as a Tribe fan, as a Tribe Called Quest fan. Like they didn't get into a fight and like kind of like the way Outcast did their split. Okay, they're still producing. They still worked it and made it work, even though we're on two different 
wavelength, we gonna put out this music. Like what they did, did they break genres completely? They changed the game one hundred percent. Trap set the bar. Trop, that's what I was gonna say. Trap called yeah. Quest did the and same thing. The same they made it bar, cool. Which made them great. So right. So I'll, I'll put that argument out. I think. I think. I think Tribe set the bar for is like, the, like how the whole Zulu Nation thing, Native Tongues went. You got to think Tribe Called Quest when all you had was like the Public Enemy. If you had Cool G, you had a whole lot of rough rapping in that New York time period. But here comes right. De La Soul and Tribe Called Quest with the whole Nubian. Wearing like not being aggressive, not being the like just rhymes about life and reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you really right. put it down, what Trial Call Quest did, I gotta put them there because when you look at lyrics and you look at Q-tip, mm. you look at scenarios, you look at what those boys did, and what a lot of people don't realize, um, Biggie Smalls opened up for Trial Call Quest. Mm. A lot of people don't understand that. that. Like, and then I'm gonna throw something else out here to Tribe Called Quest. People don't know. Biggie Smalls catered Big Papa and his hooks to Outcast. Think about Mm. uh, Big Papa uh, to all the ladies in the place with style and grace. You know, when yep. you got the outcast, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. We don't like it's legit yeah. out there. Biggie Smalls was on the road with Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. And he, he catered was, was and learning to write. Yeah, he, he witnessed that. Like he's such a strong student of the game. He get these is you know how Tribe Called Quest, think about who was saying this back in in, in Outcast Day. It's just the pimps. Players, Mac Daddies. You know what I'm saying? Right. Outcast was about Mac Daddies and being pimps and right. players. Biggie Smalls put that into it. You know what I'm saying? He got to get with the smooth thing because when he first seen earlier songs of Biggie Smalls rapping, he wasn't talking about being smooth. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna put Trap Conquest. I gotta go Wu Tang because Wu Tang, as deep as they was. They did some monumental stuff. They did some stuff that's so different. I changed if the you're game, white, man. I don't care who you are, when your man come out, when Inspector Deck comes out and says, <laughs> I bomb atomically, Socrates, philosophy, high posse, you can't find out, I'm dropping these. White people all around the world want you to know they know that verse. They're going crazy. <laughs> no, Tell me I'm lying, but white that's people sad. want you to know. Uh, that, that ass, that ass. They want you to know, like, you can be in New York, you can be in Cali. Soon as expect the deck, they want you to know, they know that whole first. And they like, I'm in the group, like, I'm cool, I know the verse. I was there. <laughs> they were, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, man. Impact, man. Impacts is everything. Outcast is so experimental. Focused on too is like who had the, like the, the biggest impact. Wu Tang gotta had the biggest impact. Yeah, and I'm gonna say it weird. And I talked about this on another episode. You know, Wu Tang dropped that one album, that secret album. It sold for uh, three million dollars. That's the one nobody. 
Yes, they're not allowed to let anybody, they can't play it on the radio for 86 years. It cannot be commercially heard. You can only have it as private parties. It's a one of one copy, and it went for like 3.4. All the money went towards like some kind of performing arts type of scholarship or something like that. Yeah. Only Wu Tang is that left field to drop something that nobody can hear. That's genius. At that, we won't. Too. You know what I'm saying? We won't be able to hear that, but our kids will be able to hear. <laughs> they are not allowed. I read the 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 legal documentation signature that they did, bro. They cannot let anybody hear that. It cannot be played on any radio stations or used in any commercial or trademarks. You can't do nothing but do private. Imagine if that's the ultimate flex, though. If you're the dude that bought that album and you had people coming over to your house, like, come over, we have, we're going to listen to the Wu-Tang album. We're going to listen to the Wu-Tang album privately. Everybody can't have their cell phones or nothing, and you just get to tell people you heard it. But for 86 years, they cannot let nobody hear or use that song commercially. 86 years, dude. Yeah. Dude. Only Wu-Tang Clan can come up with something that crazy. Yeah. Now, Outcast, they broke the mold. Now, where where Tribe Called Quest said, "Let's be weirdos and Nubian," Outcast says, "Let's be out of this world weird. Let's be something different than everybody else." And I think that's why that name is perfect because it's Outcast. We were there at the bottom of the map in the South. Yep. Two completely dudes, two completely different dudes. We gonna change like I mean, they changed the whole thing, so they left a mark. But you gonna leave out Public Enemy out the top five? <laughs> public Enemy should be in the top five, even though we're not listening to their music now. But when I grew up in Germany, um, white people were wearing Fear the Black Planet Public Enemy hats. I ain't never seen they were so militant, bro. <laughs> scary thoughts. But, but in Germany, they were going crazy over goddamn Public Enemy, man. Yeah. That's fine. Thank you, Tupac fans over there. Dude, think about this, man. John Connor in Terminator 2 wore a public enemy shirt, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once hip hop got to the mainstream, it was it's it's over. It was right. It's over. <laughs> okay. Uh and it's you know what I'm I think the beauty of it is 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 by us, ran by us, unlike the other genres that we created. You know what I'm saying? We have the ability now to um, right put it put it out ourselves you know like when you think of jazz you think of rock and all that like that's all us but it was a time period where we couldn't own it and really manufacture it like we do now that's why i love hip-hop, okay man. okay let me ask you this do you put migos over the locks i'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to pull them up on the scale we're gonna get together to do this do you oh, put them the over locks. the locks i would man yeah, yeah. Like, what number? What number was De La Soul? Like, okay. What number was De La Soul? Like, I, I, I just been. Um, I got De La Soul on my tape deck now. De La Soul like, stakes is high. Come on, all they got De La Soul at nine. Okay, yeah, they should definitely. Migos should definitely be above that. You so what you you put Migos over De La Soul? Yeah, I do. Honestly. Oh my god! <laughs> it's it hard because it's like these are. I feel you. Like, I feel you, man. The impact, like, worldwide. Me and Amigos, bro. 
They different. Yeah. I feel you. Okay, okay, but based off of that, if you're talking worldwide, they then Migos is not bigger than the roots then worldwide. Nah, not no more, especially because you know black black thought is you know constantly on television. So right, right. I mean, once the roots paid and start getting on the late show, a lot of their 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 valid and I I became not a fan of them then. But I was a fan from Say What, Want More, mm-hmm. uh, Illadelph, Half-Life, all the way up. The Roots as an iconic group, they're more, Quest Love is more iconic than Migos. That Afro is more, is more worldwide than the Migos. If you can see Quest Love in Japan, they're really going to know who Quest Love is in Amsterdam and Netherlands. And I, Okay, so I will agree when it comes to, like, you know, the new age rapping, people don't, it's not really translating. Just because right. I think of the I think of the content. I, I agree. Like I think it's losing um I think the music of just the playfulness of music is being taken out of it. So I will agree with that. Um because Quest Love, yeah, he is a little bit seen more. And yeah, it's just really it's it's how you present yourself. You know it is. Amigos, it truly Amigos, is. Amigos, it's true. The Migos the Migos do pre- present themselves a little unfriendly, so that comes with the territory. Good answer, good answer. And you know what I'm gonna think though? I think down south rappers had to be like that. I was about to yeah. say, man, you gotta look at where Migos come from. But Outkast come is. from the south too. Exactly, same place. Yeah, and that's what I think. If you're a southern rap, at, like at the time, now that we took it and we kind of got all the attention right now, but we still had to fight that. Like y'all are gonna accept us. Y'all are gonna accept our style. Y'all are gonna accept the south. And we right. gonna get we gonna take over if y'all let us in or not. Okay, so we got that, but I think I think for some reason I think South rappers, because they're taking over and doing the business the way they do with the flash and money and all that, I think we took over America, but we're not world brand like right. New York rappers or California rappers or like the other rappers that come from there, they didn't have to fight the country right. to be like y'all hear us like if somebody's in california y'all hear us like we we already in the bigger market like it, even though you're from the south you still not squat if you're not selling in la you have to distribute and be a hit in la right like your music has to push over there that's why like biggie and tupac and them like biggie like it doesn't matter how much he sells in in New York, you still got to promote your concert and do a. You have to go to L.A. Right. You have to. There's no doubt about it. So, so here's this, um, Beastie Boys. Where we at? Mm. Hey, That's monumental. <laughs> I put Run DMC over them, bro. Yeah, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm. I'm they're gonna be like eleven through eleven through twenty. Okay. Three, maybe. Yeah, but I say right at twenty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's play with this one then. I'm I'm mess with you. What about Bone? Ooh. Yeah, see, for me as a California dude, yeah, Ooh. Bone, Bone is probably going to be oh. 11 through 15. Okay, 11 through 15. Okay, what about Fuji's? Two, <laughs> two, two, two. Yeah, they up there like they two. top top ten for sure. I'm, I'm gonna go top ten. I'm real big on body of work. They they ended their success together too soon. Right. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give them a strike for that. Um, 
I'm gonna throw my squad out there and we ain't putting it out. And I think you really gonna feel me when I say this. You really gonna you really gonna rock with me for saying this, man. And I'm gonna say they should have been in the top ten. The far side, bro. I mean, Lauren Hand and Wyclef together, like this <laughs> top everything. Like Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Okay. Who's used to score? Come on, man. I mean, you got the score. I mean, you got two hot ones out the gate, then what? The score alone is just a I get you. I I get that. But then after you say the score, it's kind of like my 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 big on big. Like I can't put him as the greatest because his library was only two out. Did he have the? Well, that's a that's a tough debate because I I need to see the body of work, man. It's like this. It's like this, man. It's yeah. like if you give somebody one or two rings and you're giving them the chance to say, all right, they, they won two rings, but Tom Brady won six, seven up. I can't right. put two good seasons over a man that had his right. season. Right. That's just me in general. Am I not saying he could have been? I am saying Biggie could have been, but I, my personal reasons is due to his short, Unfortunate short career is why he's right. not there. Legit wise, he could have tore all of them up, but I can't go right. off the body. I'm real big on body of work. Uh, Jay Z, I can say one, but he got a long body of work. Well, Buster Rhymes yeah. has a long body of work. Even Tupac in his post mortem, he still left a lot uh, after his body of work. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's crazy about Pac. Yeah, he went over right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, just different things like that, man. I'm going to go, okay, let me ask you this, man. What is, how do you feel about what, what Snoop Dogg said about these uh, these streams, man? I don't know how people can want to really be a rapper now, and the streams ain't matching the money, man. Talk to me about that. Uh, I'll speak first. Uh, the streams, you know, at first I used to think that way, too, but... Um, it depends if you, if you like, we're in an age right now where you can just drop music. We at home making music. We don't, we don't really need to go to the studio no more. You know what I'm saying? To really make music unless you sign to a label, unless you really got the funding crazy. Um, but I think, I think streams should be at a dollar. I think you should at least be getting paid a dollar per stream. Right. And, um, but I definitely, I definitely like streaming more. Uh, it's, 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 it's user friendly. At the end of the day, it's all about the customer. I get it. Yeah, uh, man. So for me, yeah. it's, it's it's user friendly. That's my opinion. Go ahead, go ahead. Definitely right on. It was, an, it was but they they scammed us in that event. I don't ever get an email mm-hmm. from Apple, and it was like, "Hey, we about to start this thing called Apple Music." And this was like when we were still passing out CDs, like for real, for real. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I just got yeah. this email. They're going to start calling this thing called stream, bro. I didn't know the stream. Like, it was like, yo, I'm going to stream my music. Sign up now. I signed up and I started reading. And then it was all the way up to the point of like a price of a stream. At first, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. And when you sit here getting like $10, Six dollars off of that—that's crazy, <laughs> right, bro? <laughs> yeah, that's a scam. That, yeah, that shit is wild. Snoop said this wild. ain't right. <laughs> so now, it's forcing the artist to only make. Yeah, right. I mean, Snoop kept what he said. 
this don't make sense. I get 10,000 10, plays. Where the million dollars at? It was like, you can't have a million over here and I don't have a million. Like, that don't make sense. That if, if, but he look, said, man, make this right. He said, these writers, they don't strike because this ain't making sense. He said, y'all got to make this make sense, man. The crazy part is, we don't know who set these these rules. And yeah, I, just I was going to say, I feel like it's deeper than that. You know, I could go deep by, by saying, you know, um, once again, hip hop is is black owned. So you mm -hmm. in a, you in a situation where it's a bunch of black men and women that's making money, um, not necessarily having to go through a, a middleman no more. So mm -hmm. you know somebody's definitely gonna want to put a cap on that. Otherwise, it's gonna kind of change the dynamic of the ecosystem in America. That's why I feel because if I can get a if I can get a dollar a stream and my shit is getting played. You know, a million times over in London, I don't gotta worry about it. I'm a millionaire already. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you really think about it that way. So, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a higher, higher power that's making that, you know, that's, that has control over that. Yeah. Well, when I was when I was talking to Kid Capri on here, shout out Kid Capri. Shout um, out Kid Capri. He he said something. That album he just did. Yeah. One hundred percent independent funded. Yes, sir. Exactly. He put all his stuff into himself. No middleman. Everything is independently pushed. And we should have took notes. Cameron left the blueprint on how to do it. You remember yeah. years ago, Cameron bought all of his damn copies? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, granted, how can you push your copies digital-wise like that, you know? But that's just nuts to say you know what I'm saying? Like, just the way the market is, when you want to do something independently-wise, and, and it, ain't, it ain't massing. Like, yes, the exposure is everywhere, and you can be known for streams or being on a sound or a clip or everything. If they do this the right way, every time there's a clip, uh-oh, he's in here! Ladies and gentlemen, DJ U11, uh, thank you for joining, man. We got some dope artists in here, man. Thank you for jumping in, man. We just, you just missed it, bro. We just talked about the, um, the, uh, that Billboard Top 20 Greatest Hip Hop Groups. We just discussed that. Now, this is something you can break down. Q, we were talking about what Snoop was going in with the, uh, with the independent, uh, streams. It ain't making sense now. You're getting billions and billions and billions of plays, but they're not getting billions. I said they're not even getting, you know, it's not making sense. What's your thoughts on that, Q? Um, I think they need to figure out a better system for, uh, for artists to get paid with the streams. Like, you know, they they used to know what, what cut they would get, you know, from a CD as far as like those $9.99 or whatnot, but they don't know exactly the split of one stream. You know what I'm saying? Like, the breakdown of the streams is is crazy because one stream doesn't equate to a dollar. You know what I'm saying? But back in the that's day, what they, that's what we you, said. Not even bought, a penny. Yeah, not even a penny. Right. So back in the day, you know, if you bought one single from the store, that joint was like probably like five ninety nine, right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And so you know, you would get you would, you would at least get a dollar off that joint. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> and so it's just it's crazy to see like them kind of manipulate the system like that i feel like they manipulated it to the point where they know that they're going to make all the money like i feel like spotify title 
and Apple Music are making the money hand over fist. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? It's leaving the artist with, with pennies. You know what I'm saying? With pennies on a dollar. So it's, it's crazy. Well, 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 y'all. Let me go ahead and shout out DJ Q11 out of Chicago. You got you got some you got some West Coast hip hop in here today, and you got some South Carolina music hip hop in here today too. So we breaking it down. These are some awesome artists. You got Duntel, Carlos. What's your what's your hip hop name? Duntel. Duntel. You got Randy Vision, who I saw this cat that we talked about how the internet works. Seeing uh, you know, the good thing is when you're watching a video or sports videos and you see a catchy song. You can hit add, use that audio, boom. Now I know about this cat. Now I can hear the rest of his catalog. That's how I came across Randy Vision out of Cali. Doing basketball, Sorry. he's a hooper at heart, but he does music, and it goes hand in hand. He can create a video to go with the ball. So, you know, straight up, that's Sorry. hot, that's hot. Okay, Bless so let me ask you this, man. If you had to work with the producer of your dream, who would be the producer and who would you collab with? Both, all, everybody get the name one of them. Man. I'll go first, man. I'll go with Timbaland. Okay. And and who would be your feature? I'll go with Andre. Okay. Okay. Andre on a Timber track. Have you had Andre on a Timber track ever? Absolutely. You have had them do it? They have oh. done a track before? You said what now? They have done a collab before, Andre and Timberland? Actually, no, nothing that I'm aware of. Okay, I'm taking, I'm taking notes there. Okay, Randy Vision, who you going with? Uh, I'm a West Coast dude, so I'm going to have to go with Drake. And then the artist that I would... Uh, Work with or have people with right now is Kanye. To be truly honest. Hey, all right, Kim, who you going with? So, I would have, I would have, I would have. Um, so he pretty much got one of my artists, of course. You know, I'm from Chicago, so um, I would do, I would, I would do the. Well, I would have J Cole produce the track, and I would have Kanye mm. feature. Well, and I feel like, I feel like that would go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Okay, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Q-tip, producing it, and I want my feature with Buster Rock. Yeah, that's Crazy. hard too. Mm, that's hard. <laughs> like, Crazy. so I got so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let y'all in on something. Man. They they tapped me like a few weeks back to do like some work with Timberland. So I don't know exactly how, where is what, what's gonna happen, man. But I'm like, damn, you want me to do what? So I'm looking forward to this interaction, man. I'm not sure what kind of work we are gonna do or what we, you know, what I'm saying what's gonna take place, but. Just I don't know. Like, I don't know what producer you don't have on your bucket list that you ain't work with, bro. You don't work with <laughs> the thing is though, is that like I when I was while I was sitting back, I was at home watching the BET Awards and I'm I was looking, I'm like, damn, I don't work with 90% of all the yeah. artists and producers that are at the hip hop awards. You know what I'm saying? And Fact. you know, in some kind of capacity. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, damn, Kid Capri DJed the whole motherfucking show. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, that's that. I'm like, that's that's the homie. I'm like, I talk to him every day. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, I'm like, man. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, a, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put a piece of work together, man. That's gonna shock the world because, like, I just haven't had a, enough time to tap into my own full potential because, 
I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a facilitator. I make other people tap into their own full potential. You know what I'm saying? Right. So mm-hmm. so right. as a teacher and an educator, it's in me to just bring out the best in people. If if you know what I mean. So so I'm I'm that motivating force behind a lot of a lot of dope records out here. I'm a I'm a, I got that ear. You know what I'm saying? That people tap in with me to hear to let me listen to records. So like I've had those sessions where I just sit on the phone and listen to. 30 Cardi B records she played me or sit on the phone with Glorilla or sit on the phone with, and I'm just like, okay. And I, and I got to sit there and they want me to pick the winner. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's hard. So like, I'm like, I'm like one of those guys that are, I'm like an unsung hero. I'm like that nigga that you would never hear about that helped free a lot of slaves back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you know, he was, you know, he was on the front line really getting busy. You know what I'm saying? But okay. Like niggas don't really know who he is, but they know they know he was he was there. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty much like what I do. Like I really want to help. You know what I'm saying? Just push the culture forward, man. Whether if I'm at the forefront or you know what I'm saying, whether if I'm getting the credit or not, I'm just one of those guys that, yeah. that want to help. You know what I'm saying? Push the culture forward no matter what. So okay, just that you know my time coming, man. Just like everybody's time is coming. So. But when that day do come, people can be like, "Oh yeah, now nah, he been there. He been doing that. Like that ain't nothing new. He just he just getting his flowers for it." And you know that's how it goes sometimes. And I feel Fact. like being patient. You know what I'm saying? You get you catch your blessings like that. Because sure. individual, let me ask you this, um, man: the microwave artists that come with one song and be done. You know what I mean? So that, that time gone. We need we, you got you got the, you got to have that number two. Let me ask you this, man. This gonna go to both of the artists in here. If you was in an elevator with the producer of your dreams, and you only got one song to impress them, what's the name of the song? I literally just got done mixing it. Uh, it's called Escapade. It's going on my next album called Cedar. But uh, fire as fuck, grown man shit. Uh, vibes for the ladies. It's, it's crazy, but it's called okay. Escapade. It's called Escapade. Okay, Dantel, give me yours. You said if I had a beat? If no, if you had a, if you was a, if you was in the elevator with a producer and you got one song and one song only you can play for them. What song? Because the reason why I want the fans and people hearing this to check y'all out and go to that song. That's crazy, man. Uh I try not to put myself on too much of a pedestal. I'll drop something and just try to no, but you gotta play a song though. You gotta go to your song and say, "Give me your song." Say, yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say, "Money in the purse." Money in what? The purse. Money in the purse. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's go to another one. Um, what is describe the worst show you've ever done? My second. Let's one. talk about the road. I want the good and the bad. I want to talk about the worst show you've ever performed. Like, just give me the feeling. Give me the. Give me the sense. Yes, I had to perform like six flags over Georgia in the middle of July. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you straight up, bro. Right? Like, it was cool. Everything started off good. Then I forgot my lyrics. Like, <laughs> bro, I couldn't even tell you like what the hell happened. Cut off in like mid rap, and everybody... I was spit my water. <laughs> I saved it, bro. I saved it, but it was just like that moment I never forget. 
You was at Six Flags over Georgia, man. I'm talking about this main event. I was like, I was like, it was three like headliners, and I was one of the three. So I come out like five songs deep, bro. That man, I forgot. And I'm talking about right when the beat dropped. I said, yo, hey, yo. So I looked over to my right and my homeboy to help me, like, you know, uh, engineer some of the music. I could see his mouth a little bit. And I, I jumped right back on the road like nothing happened. Man, that shit was crucial, man. Randy, where you at? You next, bro. Uh, I, I'm laughing because, like, I experienced the same thing. Like, I was a little pop-up show over here in the, off of Melrose in Hollywood. And uh, this is really my first time performing in, in front of, like, you know, key people that's really that could really do some moves. And man, I I was super confident, you know what I'm saying, behind the scenes, like you're ready to just hop on and kill it. Man, I fixed the mic and got up and stood up in front of them people and I swear to you, I forgot every single word. And then I looked at my homeboy who was standing on the side and he was mouthing the words too. And I picked it up. But still, man, I just felt embarrassed. Like, you know, like it's one of those moments where but you know, oh you, there's some things you gotta live through, you know. Hey, talk to me Q, where you at now? You see you said the worst show ever. Yeah. Uh, I had two. So one was, uh, I got booked like last minute to do this show. The, always, the last minute shows are always the worst one because you're never prepared mm-hmm. for those things, right? And so I was being nice. I took the show because they DJ, I guess, either canceled on them or what have you. I don't know what's the story, but um, it, I was DJing for this publication called Tribe. Like they were a new publication and, you know, uh, I did they like they launch party, and so long story short, man, like the equipment was just fucking up. And you know when the equipment fucking up, everybody looking at the DJ like, what the hell, <laughs> nigga, what you doing? I'm just like, man, this shit is the worst. Like I can't, you know, when you a DJ, you can't control the technology. Like that shit just ain't working today. That shit just ain't working. So yeah. it was just like one of those things. It was out of my control. But I'm I'm the fall guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. man, fuck. So that was like one of my worst sets, man. Like that shit still haunts me today because I'm such a perfectionist. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like I don't like leaving a bad taste or you know what I'm saying image in people's head from the last thing or you know how or how I made them feel. So like them paying me at the end of the night was just rough because I'm like fuck. I'm like I don't even want to take their bread because Lord Jesus no. Like I'm I'm ten times better than that and I'm just like man. This is so fucked up. But I just knew, like, man, I'll never probably DJ for them again. Because they, like, I came, I came highly requested, but they was just like, what the fuck? And I'm like, man, I don't know what the fuck either. Like, shit. Like, I want to, I want a whole do-over. You know what I'm saying? But when you have, when you had those type of happens and mishaps, man, like, like, that was probably, like, one of the only ones that I can remember, man. So, like, I'm, in my book, bro, I'm literally, like, 99 and 1 on my record. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> as far as smashing shows, like, so, like, people people know, like, I'm I'm one of the best in my craft to ever do it. It's just that that one, that one show, G, like, if you, if you, if you uh, tally the people that was there, they probably be like, oh, man, that nigga Q11 is terrible. Oh, my God. Get that nigga out of here. Like. <laughs> Never gonna make it. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, this is it. Like, he's fucking terrible. He's done. Okay. The second one was uh, I was on tour uh, with Chief Keith and Lil Dirt. Nice. And um, what happened? 
Oh yeah, they they pretty much told uh, told us like Keith can't perform. Like it was like one of those shows where it was like, like you know everybody coming to see him, but it's like you telling us that he can't perform and like so what the fuck we supposed to do? Like you know what I'm saying? Like the fire, you know what I'm saying? The police chief and the fire marshal there, like they they already there ready to shut it down. It's like oh they get ready to tear that up. Yeah, you know. So it was just it was bad, man. It was just it was just really bad, bro. Like I couldn't really. I mean, I couldn't really do me. Like, I, I did enough to get off the stage. I, I did my thing, and I just left and went back to my hotel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like I was just ready to go home. What do you, you know tell I mean? them, though? Like, who makes that announcement that he ain't going to be here? It, he it, ain't it, doing it nothing. Gonna, it wasn't going to be me. It wasn't going to be me. <laughs> like, yo, I'm glad y'all came out, but ain't no Chief Chief tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Wisconsin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what, nigga? You better... Like, oh man, my cool, bro. God, it, it's just it'd it be it'd be instances like that, man, that make you like you know, his, his first time performing at the BT Awards was the other day, like the nigga man. been out over a decade, and it's like, bro, we can't catch a break, bro. So, yeah, so like my first yeah. time on Sway in the Morning was after Kanye had like you know, spazzed on Sway. So, in my head, I'm like, man, he ain't gonna let no more Chicago niggas come up there, <laughs> like, that, shit is, that shit is done, you know what I'm saying? So I, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, my dream of going on there is over with. Like, fuck, I gotta figure something else out. Cause, oh god, yeah, he's spazzing. But luckily, man, like it was in the cards for me, man. So that was probably my favorite show, though. I ain't gonna okay. lie. That okay, okay. Let was, me ask both that y'all. Was my favorite. Everybody, okay. So who was your favorite producer that all of y'all have worked with so far? Favorite producer. Um, I can, well, it's a couple of them, but the one that come to mind, man, is my little cousin Navarro, man. So my little cousin Navarro was actually signed to Quavo. And so, like, I've been helping grooming him since he was a little, you know what I'm saying, a little kid. So to see him come up and become this, like, this fucking force to be reckoned with. He's on a lot of features. Yeah, like, I'm just like this nigga cold and so like so long story short man like my little cousin didn't used to talk like i used to have him out with me like and trying to introduce him to like artists and whatnot trying to let people know like he got the, he got that heat and he'd just be in the back kind of just chilling not really saying too much and you know a couple of years fast forward like he started rapping on his own shit i'm like okay and i'm like this nigga used to never talk so i'm like <laughs> This nigga go from a mute to a fucking rap superstar. Like, this shit is mind-blowing me more right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, he one of my... Man, I really can't wait till he just gets showcased to the world, man. Like, he, uh, he, he, he he's in the queue, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He's he in the queue. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dante, who you got? Uh, J.R. Beats, for sure. Where's he from? Just with my musical background. Like, I play the keys and whatnot. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yep. What about, okay, Randy Vision? Uh, it's a producer on Stars. His name is Cormill. Um, I think he's pretty fire. Um, I don't know too much about him. I just know, like, you know, uh, his, his beat website. That's where I, I, I get a lot of my beats from him. We worked, we did a lot of stuff together so far. But yeah. So, so how does that work coming up if you and this guy got a lot of uh, content and like a lot of stuff? Like, when you get beats, 
I don't want to put it out there all the way like that, but like if you know you got somebody that you got a real good chemistry with and you're going to get a lot of beats from that person, if it like, all right, is it, you still got to buy each one full price or do you get a package with them or what? No, I make sure I buy everything full price because you just never know what blows and you always just want to make sure you be professional. On my, That's how I feel. Uh, okay. So what I, so what I do is I'll, I'll I'll download whatever beats he has, and you know like I'll freestyle and, and make and make records to which one and whichever one that, that pops or which one everyone I like, you know I send it back to him and say hey this one is I fucks with and he'll uh he'll tweak it and then I actually will will uh, buy the license off of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. How that work with you, Q? Uh, shit, we in the studio cooking, man. I don't know, like. All this new stuff is cool, like B stars. You know, you can buy B stuff with B stars from dope producers now too. You know, for from a lot of like, you don't have to go on YouTube and scout no more. But for the most part, man, it's really like it's no rules no more, man. You can you can go on B stars. You can contact the producers on YouTube and let them send you. You know what I'm saying? Right. What they got, and uh, it's just it's a lot, man. Like I really, I'm I'm getting into sitting down and building my own joints you know what i'm saying so i'm getting into that mm-hmm. and, and i'm just I'm, I'm 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 trying to step into that realm man where people know like i'm not only just a dj but i'm an amazing producer myself you know what i'm saying so like i can like i can i can take i can take the music man and just make it make it go crazy i can i can direct i can i can arrange like i just got an ear for put in music or put in parts where they need to be to make them make beautiful music. So like I'm 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 one of them guys. <laughs> okay. I'm a I'm a throw this out here. I think our culture wants to elevate people too fast to put them in that top five. I think now it's kind of like the NBA is like the same thing. Like even though we see like LeBron slowly transitioning away like we're really quick to be like, all right, we need the next top. Like, who's the next top to the next top? I think people are just, I think when we judge, like, I'm just going to throw this out here. I still think Eminem is still the rap guy. The reason I'm going to say that is when people, like, you know, when they do those, those surveys and they ask NBA players who's the best and, like, that poll came out where 60 current and retired Hall of Fame players, they all said, 60 of them said Michael Jordan, 30 said LeBron, okay? Right. I'm going off of who are we as couch commanders to think that our vote will override if they ask 100 current basketball players right now and it shows who all gave who their vote. If they know the game, and if they're saying basketball, if they're saying Michael Jordan's better, and the majority of them saying it's better, then you got to say majority right now that they think this. And I think right. with current hip-hop, we got to do the same, applying the same thing. If current hip-hop, if everybody said in their heyday, the most difficult, hardest person to go into a booth with and everybody, when he came out, said Eminem is the hardest to ever go into a booth with. Everybody said, 50 of them said the hardest thing he got to do every day is go in after that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe that. Uh, and 
I'm gonna say when you look at a feature, he's always came on top. Every feature. Every feature, man. Slim Shady went in. Now, granted, he ain't the same guy. I think basketball is the same as rap. I think now, is he in prime form? Is he does he have that hunger? No, but he's still alive, he's still relevant. And as long as he's still until he say I retire from rap, and he gets on to do a feature with you, it's over. But I don't think he's hungry like that. Like, I'm gonna tell you the only the only one feature I thought Eminem came out 50-50. I think the closest person ever came to beat him in the verse, the song he did with Red Man. That was nuts. Mm. That mm. was nuts. They went tip for tat. I can't even say who won that one. But I, I just I just think that you know when I look at when I look at renegade everything, I mean you know, granted his albums, I don't know what I think about his albums now, but when he goes in hyper mode, it's over. Yeah, I think uh I think once M started uh you know making money, you know, getting away from and once he started traveling, you know. I think that's when it kind of died off. But as far as like him hopping in the booth right now and being like a top top rapper out battling you, I think he's still he's still capable of that. You know, you can just tell by the work he put in. You know, you can always tell when the artist put in work. You know what I mean? When they really be in the studio, really be in the booth all the time. You can always tell. Okay. Who's your not named Randy Vision? Who's the hottest California rapper right now? Um, I'm gonna have to go with Kendrick. I, in my opinion, uh, K Dot is top ten, top right now. Uh, he's 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 holding it down for us. And right now, at the moment, we really don't got the eye. I think the eye is still on the on, on the south, and and looks like it's gearing towards the east coast right now. So I still haven't really seen the eye come our way. So at the moment, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Kendrick up there. I, I like I like Kendrick. I'm gonna tell you, there's another rapper in Cali, and I have to put him over Kendrick because Kendrick and his style is just the same. And I'm like, this guy, you know. Sometimes I think it's about when you peak, who found you, and who endorsed you. Right. I'm gonna throw a name out there, and you tell me you being for Cali, you're gonna yep. know that this guy has already is solidified as a lyricist. D Smoke. Oh yeah, D Smoke is fire. He D is Smoke. fire and if you there's some songs where him and Kendrick Lamar they sound very identical. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he's definitely. a lyricist. He's under he's under things but it, it is your marketing. But that D Smoke fire. I can't also I'll also put uh Absol up there too. I was gonna say Absol. What about uh Mick Jenkins? Uh, I think he's fire. I think he's dope. Who you who you got out there, Q? Yo, Q. Yeah. Not who's your hottest hottest uh California rapper right now? Hottest California rapper right now? 
Hey, hottest California rapper right now. So the hottest California rapper right now. To I me, just said, I just said D Smoke. He said Kendrick. I probably have to say, man. I probably have to say Kendrick, man. Because like, because okay. really though, I really think Nipsey was on to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he didn't really get a chance to live out his full potential, but I'm gonna go with Kendrick. Okay, I'm gonna shoot myself for saying this in the foot, but I'm gonna say this, man. And God, I want to penalize myself for saying this, bro. We need to put some respect on game, man. That damn dramatic was, was stupid, bro. Uh, nah, I, 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 I mess with the game, man. It's just he be dick like, riding too much, man. I feel like he embodies like whoever's hot right now. And he, he does, and he will he, mimic he, you, transform. He, he will say, "Yeah, he, he he's a he's a chamillion there, bro." And that's I really what like, I don't like. I don't like that about him. But the dude is talented, man. No, he's talented. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't take that away from him at all. But I feel like I feel like if he stuck true to who he is, mm-hmm. like he, he would be further along. In his I agree. Career. You I know agree. What I'm agree. Like whoever he with, he embodied them. Like, that's he who embodied, he gonna sound like. Yeah. yeah. He do a song with Tyler, he gonna sound like Tyler. He do a song with Kendrick, he gonna sound like Kendrick. He do a song with Drake. He, if he does a song with you, he is going to be you, and then he gonna tell your business. He is <laughs> yeah. going to tell. He is going to tell your business to the world of what y'all did. You may not even want to put that, but he gonna be like me and such and such was out here running the train in L.A. on some girls. Hey, so my <laughs> only my only defense for J.C. Young would be. Uh... Is that that is who we kind of are in California, especially in LA. It's uh we we kind of like a mixing pot of everything here. You know, it's kind of like how how you guys are in New York, uh, where you got different cultures. And I will I will say it's a different like you got you got your hood, you know what I'm saying? You got your gangster rappers out here, and you got your eclectic rappers, and you got your Spanish rappers out here. So I will say, in his defense, I will say that is a that is a Cali dude because even if you listen to Kendrick so would you Kendrick, technically classify Roddy Rich as a California rapper? Is, is he from here though? I thought I thought he was just producing out here. I thought he was just making music out here. I mean uh, I, would, I would I mean I guess I would classify Roddy Yeah he can come on he he on squad he can come on I'm I'm cool with Roddy I don't have no problem with Roddy I feel like Roddy um maybe just got put on by the wrong people. I think that's my that may that might be his only issue why he hasn't like really uh took to the moon. But uh yeah, that's that I think that's my only issue with Roddy. But with, with game, I just feel like, you know, that's part of that's part of LA. That's part of Cali. Yeah. But I, I definitely I hear that all the time though. I hear that all the time. Even with like, you know what I'm saying, my genre, you know what I'm saying, my my style, people be like it's it's uh you got different type of styles, but that's just when you come to LA, man, that's that's I, yeah, I, we, I get that. So, I get yeah, that. Yeah, 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 sign me out for a second. But I was going to say, like, it's, it's so Roddy, he technically from Compton. So, like, yeah. So, like, I mean, do y'all, do y'all, do y'all, like, give him the, a rapper title? Or is he, like, a singer to you? Nah, it's rap. I think, uh, I think it's it's the new age rap. Okay. I'll put so, him as rap. Yeah. So, I would, I mean, I would put Kendrick and Roddy in that mix, bro. Because Roddy, rap, yeah. bro. Roddy's okay. hard. Okay, let me ask you this. Where do y'all put my boy Anderson Pack? Bro, Anderson Pack is in the whole realm of his yeah. own, bro. Like I think he's in like he's in like a, the Andre type realm, you know what I'm saying? Right. Where it's like where it's like um he's like, a, you know he's eclectic. He, 
He uh he different, man. That's Silk Sonic, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could sing, you know what I'm saying? Like he he in a, he in a category where you could do all types. He of can do it all. I mean, he can spit, he can rap, he can he can talk over so he can do so much. That's my dude. I think at a, at some point in my for me as a as an artist, what I would like to see, especially rappers, is always you know growth. And I feel like uh, um, another level. Let's say you come into the game rapping. And if you have the ability to sing, I also I feel like that will transcend you to being like a um, a universal artist. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I feel like I feel like that's where kind of rap is going to. I think rap, just in general, hip hop in general, is going to a universal sound, and that's where I I feel like um like that's where that's where Anderson is. I think, I think that's what he is. Okay. Tell me this, man. What? What's your drive? What makes you, and this is to everybody on here, man, what makes you want to get in bed with becoming an artist? I mean, it is a dog-eat-dog game. You know, it's signatures, it's trust. You're you're swimming with, you're, you're getting in that water with some sharks, man, and what would make or what gives you that drive to say, I want to get in there with them. I want to get in there with the big fish. I want to, I want to be an artist. I want to be successful as a rapper. And I want all the smoke that come with it. Man, it's our job, man. I feel like being an artist is really bigger than you. Fame kind of came and, like, took over. But when you really making music for the people, you know, that's what it should be about. And that's what kept me going, because those are the people that got me on in the first place. I didn't expect, you know, to be doing rapper or doing anything as far as music. But when I put out a project and everybody resonates with the story and sonically, that's what it is. It's just to make sure, you know, you feed the people. Gotcha. Yeah, for me, um, I think, well, it's part of the sport. I think it's, I look at it like, you know, like a sport. Um, as far as like competition wise, at the end of the day, um, you know, as long as you're as long as you're being better than yourself, I, I always look at it. Um, so, if for example, we use game, if game, if we're gonna compare game to his old self to who he is now, it's no really comparison. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. So you, I feel like that's I feel like as long as you're like you like my man said, as long as you're uh, doing it for the people, doing it for you know making sure it's bigger than you, and then on top of that, competing with yourself and soaking in all the energy, all the you know, the research, looking at old old artists from the past and different genres, as long as you're doing that, you know what I'm saying, you should have no problem. What's up with you, Q? I mean, artist's job and responsibility is to inspire, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, as long as you're doing your job, man, you're going to keep inspiring. Okay. We, we don't know who's going to listen to our records, you know what I'm saying, right. or be inspired by it to go create something on their own or use it for some form of therapy Commercial. or, you know what I'm saying, like, we just don't know. But whoever right. listens to our artistry and, and is inspired by it, then we've done our job. Right. You know well, what I'm saying? So it's, so, just, it's really one of those things where you just got to gotta keep people inspired, man. The high, that's the highest form of um that's the highest human act is to inspire. Exactly. True. Yeah. My biggest fear is, and I would say if you got multiple albums or one album, like I said, the reason why and one of my biggest fears are 
Like, what's the biggest gap between albums that you think a person can have? Like, if you drop a one album, great album, and then you do an album that's just amazing, iconic. It went, it went, it, it did everything it's supposed to do, and now you got that pressure. How long should it be till you create another album? Like, is there a t- certain distance that if you did one album, you can't drop another album in 10 years? Like, you need to be relevant, or how does that work? Nah, I feel like you're cooking, you're cooking. You know what I'm saying? It just it depends on how much you are inspired. You know what I'm saying? So, it all starts with inspiration. Like, if I'm not feeling inspired, then nine times out of ten, I'm not going to create because whatever I create is going to be unintentional. Right. So when I create while I'm inspired, then that's probably the most intentional art artwork that I'm going to put out because I was inspired to do so. You know what I'm saying? Like my last project was Lionheart. Nigga, I, I cooked that up right after I sat down and I was inspired by watching Jean-Claude Van Damme's Lionheart. Like I just felt like I felt like I, was, I embodied the movie. I felt like I could embody a, a different type of soundtrack that would appeal to an urban audience based yeah. off of the theatrics of Lionheart. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I love martial arts movies. I love I love Triumph because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to champion something. You know what I'm saying? So, if we champion something with lyrics and sounds, then it's like, damn. Like, mm. that's your code. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, everybody can't do it. You know what I'm saying? So, that's why it's special. Well, I think, I'd- uh, Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. Sometimes the hardest thing or the hardest motivation or hardest critic is you telling yourself or or you making sure you can outdo yourself. Yeah. And that's probably my biggest problem why I did my recordings that I did in PA and never, ever pushed wanted anybody down here to hear that. And people are like, you got to do it again, do it again, do it again. And I'm like, man, I ain't got it. Like, I just believe 100%. I don't think I could create another album because of where my mind was at and how hungry I was as a 24, 25-year-old, 42-year-old Jeff. I think my my vocabulary is there. My technique is better. My writing is probably better. But what I'm feeling personally is I just don't think I can outdo myself. And that first one, I just think, man, I can't do it, so I can't, I can't try. And that's my so thing. See. I wonder how many people feel like that. Like they do that one, be like, I ain't gonna be able to top So let me piggyback off of that. I feel like so my mine is I think like four years. I look at it like um like an evolution of your life. You know what I'm saying? You got you still mm-hmm. gotta live life, you still gotta experience. Mm-hmm. I feel like whatever whatever mindset you're in when you drop that project, uh you probably more than likely not going to be there, but if you're constantly making music, it's cool to like. I I like artists that still dropping singles. Maybe give us an EP, maybe give us just right. give us something. Just show that right. you're, that you're creating because then eventually, you know that next pocket is going to come. And it's I look at it like you know like school. Like we were right. you know a certain a certain age from one to four, one through five. You know what I'm saying you were a certain way. Then you change when you went mm. five to ten, then ten to fifteen, and fifteen to twenty, and so forth and so on. So I feel you're like. Right. I feel like every three, four, five years, I think a, a project should come. Just that's fact, dog. I'm glad you answered that. Yeah. Mm. I was gonna say, man, like each artist has their own story. I think albums are just a story. There's no trick to right. it. It's right. just 
But how many times can you share that first story? Like, I think that's probably like one of my things with some of these success, like these these Drakes, and I'll say like some of the Cole. Some of these guys, they how many albums are they gonna bank on making it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I made it, I made it, I'm here, they doubted me, they doubted me, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here now, I'm here now, here now. You get what I'm saying? There's a lot of, you know, now that you're 10 years in, you can't, you well, gotta that's, move that's on to something else. Come in. That's where a team come in. I think that first project, and they'll tell you, like, they'll never be able to recreate that moment. But it right. really showcased their skills. And then from there, one project, you might work with this group of people. Then you might get with this group of people and work on a project just to make it sound different sonically. But it's still their right. story. So they right. got to love the game to go in there and write them diaries every five minutes and put it into wordplay. Right. Tell it. And tell it. And if you're like, like I said, like if you're living life experiencing and you got, you got people around you that's watching it too, watching you experience life, you know, they're going to always reference certain things. So then when you like get back into your bag of writing specifically for an album, you know what I'm saying? Or you got writer, you got a team around you. Yeah. They should be able to uh, relay that, those messages and those stories to you too. Just cause you know, we, 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 we forget a lot of things in life that we did, you know what I'm right. saying? Like if you ain't see, you ain't see the friend in like 10 years. Then you go back and see them. They be like, "Yo, you remember this?" You're like, "Damn, I do remember that now." You know, facts, whole facts. song right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, right. I'm gonna tell you guys this, man. I love the connection we got from all different angles. We had every side of the map on this one. We got Chicago, we got South, we got West Coast. Listen, man, I I'm gonna lean and want us to do some panels. Maybe do a live on. Uh, Instagram where we can see each other next time, man. But I wanted to get a good hour of content in, push this, let people hear y'all. I am truly grateful for this one. I'm glad you got to meet each other, maybe listen to each other's music. Maybe y'all do a collab. DJ Q11 now knows who you are. Uh I'ma keep I'ma keep uh putting your audios, both y'all audios and stuff. That's just how we gotta do. But I want y'all to let people know where they can find you at. Your name and all that stuff done. Tell I'm gonna start with you. Tell them how to find you, where you at. Tell them where to find me. Uh, go to Google, Bing, whatever, and just type in D O N T E L Duntel. It'll pop up with my music artist profile. All my socials attached. I'm on every platform as far as music streaming, YouTube. You know it, and we're here. When you tell them when you got, tell them when your next project coming out. So I just dropped the project um last month, um. A lot of it's kind of throwaways, but it's just to you know feed the people while I work on these two major projects. Okay, and, and I'm gonna um, throw this. I'm gonna throw this one out there too. Um, what's the deal? You you still with Hot Topics with 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 their merch, their shirts and stuff, or how that work? You still with them? Yeah, so they they got me in there deep, man. Um, pause, right. but they they really showing me love. They're saying, hey. Uh, I've been working with them for the last two and a half years. So one thing I like to do is plan ahead. I don't, I don't believe it's just jumping into something. But um, it's to that point now where it's, it's manifesting. But they're going to put my shirts, you know, on their market. And if I can sell at least 10 to 15 a week, they're going to consider putting it in local stores. So that's a start, wow. man. Yeah. Okay. So we got to support that. We got to appreciate that. That's Teenage is going to be a favor. So I was like, yo, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go with them. I heard that. No, that's a fact. That's what I want to put out there. You know what I'm saying? We know that. We got to support that. Y'all know what's up. So, Randy Vision, so, you ball. Are you on a league? Are you an adult league or any type of league that you're playing in? Or what's what's up with that? 
Yeah, I'm in a couple of leagues out here, um, in adult leagues out here in L.A. Um, shoot, the local YMCA men's league, and I'm trying to get into the Drew League. Uh, but, yeah, man, I ball, and I make music, man. That's what I do. I, mean, I, I just uh, – if you watch the Laker games, I got a song that's playing on there. Um, just got out that contract. Um, so, so while yeah, the man. Lakers game, you're one of the sound songs that's already queued up? Yeah, that's on the that's television. Insane. Like, right, right when you go – right when it goes to, like, let's say – I specifically wrote a line about LeBron, and right when let's say they go to timeout as the commercials coming out, my song is usually playing. For the okay. most part, only when we only when we win though. Last year, you know, it was kind of hard at the end of the season. <laughs> so tell so, me yeah. this, man. What did you think the first time you heard that thing? What went on in your mind when you heard that thing? Uh, like for specifically, specifically the Lakers, man. Um, you know, I'm a diehard Kobe fan. Growing up here, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a dream come true. You like. You know, as a baller, as a hooper, and then to be able to 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 my number one team to have my music play on there, it's like you can't make that shit up. You can't make any of this up. You know what I'm saying? Like that's this is a testament. Keep working at your craft. Keep working at your you. craft. Thanks. That basketball mentality get you take that to the to the to to your career. I see that already. Absolutely, absolutely. I treat oh, it like uh, I treat, I treat recording become. like I treat recording like uh like shooting a jump shot, working on that game. Um, but you uh, you can find me on all platforms. Like you said, man, go to Google, type in Randy Vision. That's R-A-N-D-I-V-I-S-I-O-N. Uh, you'll find me on all platforms, Spotify, YouTube, all that. What's, what's, what's next? What's next for you? Uh, so last month, I just dropped two singles. I'm dropping another two singles, uh, one on the 18th and then one on the 1st of August. Um, and then my album is dropping later on in 2024, probably mid-summer. Um, so, yeah, just gearing up, man. Be dropping. I'm dropping singles throughout, throughout the rest of this year, EPs. Um, so far, I'm dropping every month. Okay, okay. So, y'all got it there, man. And Q, go ahead and tell them where to hit you at. You might be setting up to go on stage. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like it. It do sound like something. All right. So this is the I'm Here to Argue podcast. And uh, like I said, brought to you by the 927 Mobile Cigar Lounge. We had DJ Q11 in the building. Q, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm here. We were signing up. We sound like we sound like you setting up and doing something. Go ahead, and tell them where they can hit you up and find you at. Tell them your project is coming up. Yeah. Thing. Uh, Lionheart is out now. Uh, I got a special uh, spoken word poetry joint that's dropping on July thirteenth. Uh, dedicated to the wifey. Um, just showing her some love, man, for holding me down and um, so just being with me through this whole creative process and artistry because it's not easy on her because, you know, it's a, it's a, it takes family, man, to keep doing this uh, amazing artistry that we're doing and support. So big ups to wifey. Um, man, just, just excited, man. So July 13th is dropping on July 13th, July 13th. Um, make sure y'all go listen to the Lionheart. Okay. And tune in to the amp. You know what I'm saying? Got the good night yes, kiss sir. mix. Uh it's it's, it's it's somewhat legendary now, man. The ladies love it, so 
I heard nice. that. Nice. And okay. dude, we got to go ahead and make that happen and do that sports play by play, man. We've been supposed to call a game on Amp or something, man. We've been saying we was going to do that. So. Uh, no, we're going to get it, man. We're going is... to make it happen. Oh, and I, I, I want to let you know, man, I just. I got accepted to DePaul University, man. So I'm a I'm gonna be oh, a DePaul grad student as well. So okay, salute there. Okay, okay. Man. Yep. So it's a one year accelerated program, and I'm excited, man. I'm gonna be on campus. I'm gonna be in class. You know what I'm saying? Doing yes, in person classes and a few online, but for the most part, I'm gonna be in person on campus. And you know, they just hit us with that whole uh, affirmative action thing, man. So this this one is not even for me, man. This is for all the little black and brown kids that look like me that's going to be coming up through the pipeline, and they're going to need sure. that uh, that verification that we, we are capable and we are able, and when you let us in the door, we're going mm. to handle business. You know what I'm saying? So yes, sir. This, is, this is for them. You know what I'm saying? This is for the ancestors, as, as, as we would say. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yes, sir. Well, y'all, this is the I'm Here to Argue podcast presented by the 927 Mobile Cigar Lounge where it goes down, cats, dogs, frogs, hogs. I'm here to argue with all of y'all, and you know what I say. Be kind to somebody, be kind to everybody, but most important, be kind to yourself. And, yo, we out. God bless. Y'all got to hear these awesome guys. Check them out. Keep their stuff. Share their stuff. Tell somebody you heard this show artist on this podcast. When you're doing a, a video and you posting some videos, post these guys so people can say, hey, where, I never heard of them. I like that. I like that. That's how I'm going to start plugging independent artists on the social media. So y'all got it. I'm out. This is the I'm here to argue podcast. And I'm Wild America. I'm about to go smoke this wacky tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Amen. <laughs>